Hi, I'm Taryn Winterbrill, host of Bestseller TV on C-Suite Radio. On this show, I sit down with leading business authors to find out what makes their books stand out from the crowd. With thousands of new business books and titles being published each year, we try to make it just a little bit easier for you to decide which ones are worth the read. Thanks for listening. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Bestseller TV. I'm Taryn Winterbrill. We're here with Stacey Alcorn. She's the author of Reach, Dream, Stretch, Achieve, Influence. It's great to have you with us, Stacey. Thank you. Excited to be here. I love the title, Reach, with an exclamation point. That yes. exclamation point uh, is there for a reason. We'll get into it in a moment. But we should say this is your fifth book. Congratulations. Reach, to what does it refer? What do you mean by that? So reach with an exclamation point has two meanings. Okay. First, it's about going after a big, hairy, audacious goal. How do you achieve anything? How, how do you be, do, or have anything in the world you want? That's the first definition of reach. Mm -hmm. The second definition has everything to do with the first in that in order to achieve a huge dream, you're going to have to build a massive network, an army of advocates that are as committed to helping you achieve your dream as you are. Mm. So reach is about going after a big dream, but reach is also about building an army of advocates who are just as excited about your goal and just as determined mm -hmm. to help you build it. Is it the premise that you can't really get anywhere without a supporting cast? Yes. Right? There's um, people helping you exactly, along the way. Exactly. A massive army. Okay. So, I mean, is, is there ever an exception where there's a self-made person where there was no assistance at all? I mean, in your experience. No, I think in general in business and life that oftentimes the one thing that prevents us from getting to the dream we want mm -hmm. is a lack of network. Anything else we can overcome, lack of funds or money or education even. Right. I think the one thing that you can't get past is that you need that massive network to help you get to where you want to go. Gotcha. A little help from your friends, mm -hmm. pe people you can trust. Exactly. So tell me about the genesis of Reach and this platform of advocates. I assume it's based on your own experience that this yes. idea came about. The reason I wrote the book is graduating from high school many years ago, I was a terrible student and couldn't even get into the local university, a state school. I didn't even know it was possible to get declined to a state school, but I did. Um, so I had these massive dreams. I, I always knew I wanted to build business empires, but I didn't have the financial resources for school. I didn't have the college education back then, but I had the massive dream. This book is about what are the steps I took in order to go from literally having nothing to accomplishing big dreams. In the last 15 years, I've built the largest real estate empire in Boston, Massachusetts. That's amazing, congratulations. Thank you. I uh, became an attorney. I have a law firm, a mortgage company, a bunch of different businesses. Wow. And it all comes from the premise of reach. Okay, so trial and error. I mean, did it take you a long time with each success you had? Was it the same? steps, the same methodology, or did you tweak it along the way? So I definitely tweaked it along the way. The big piece, and I have a whole chapter dedicated to it in the book, is I fell upon uh, one of the ways I built that army of advocates by accident. And it came from reading the book Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Okay. So Napoleon Hill in the early 1900s had interviewed all of the titans of industry, Carnegie, Fords. He wanted to find out was there a blueprint for achieving any type of success in business and life? And he later wrote about it in his famous book, Think and Grow Rich. Mm -hmm. What I took from that book, first of all, it's still one of my favorite books, but what I took from it is 
I said, what if I went out and interviewed today 500 of today's titans of industry, CEOs, business leaders, celebrities, celebrity athletes, and find out what they did to achieve their goals. So I've been on this mission for the last seven or eight years. I've now done well over 400 interviews. Um, And what I didn't realize at the time is the first interviews I did, all I wanted to do was learn from these cool people. And I could take little pieces of what I learned back to my laboratory, which is my own business. Right. But what I realized soon thereafter is that the people that I was meeting and interviewing, first of all, it was a bonding process. You really get to know somebody in a 45-minute interview with somebody. Um, these people were becoming my closest friends and advocates. And I say today, even now that my real estate company is one of the largest in Boston, is that all of my success is built off of the back of an amazing network. And it was people I reached out for interviews. And now I teach it to salespeople. I say, if you want to be the number one real estate agent or the number one salesperson anywhere, um, reach out and go after interviews. It's very different than asking somebody for a sale to reach out to complete strangers, Mm. have a platform like a blog, ask if you can interview them about their success because there's no faster way to build a bond, a friendship, and an advocate for your business and life than through interviews. So that's the secret for building an advocate stream. So how many advocates helped you along the way in, in building your real estate brokerage business, let's say? How many people, how big of an army are we talking about, Stacey? So I would say there's all different types of advocates who I've met along the way. First of all, my real estate agents. So I have 450 plus real estate agents. But also along the way, like going after needing capital, for example, I reached into my network, who are the people that would be willing to um, give capital to the company. And it it turned out to be people that were complete strangers who I built a relationship through the interview process. So for banking needs and also for mentorship. So I would say there's hundreds upon hundreds. I always say that I'm literally one degree away from almost anybody. I've met some cool people. For example, I just came back from uh, Necker Island, uh, Richard Branson. I've met the coolest people in the world, and it all started with the premise of asking for an interview. Right. I always say they met you. Yeah. You met them, and they met you. And you always find that I think people in general like to talk about themselves. So if you're showing an interest, yes, and and they become comfortable with you, you'll see. You know, absolutely. Ten minutes turns into twenty, turns into an hour, and yeah, absolutely. And I can't tell you the number of times that I've reached out to somebody, and I would say in the back of my head, they're never going to give me an interview. Right. Barbara Walters, but you'd be surprised so many people uh, are willing to talk about their business and where they came from, mm-hmm. and they like the added exposure. Somebody wants to hear what they have to say. So uh-huh. it's very much also the principles of Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People, that if you sit and listen to people, this is just a structured methodology to getting in front of people and listening to them. Um, pretty soon you'll build a massive network. When you have this network though, and let's say you said some of the examples where you reach out and say, oh, I have a blog, How well, what are some other means to reaching out? You have to have a reason for wanting to interview them, obviously. Yes, right? yes. So I always say that you have to have a platform that you're going platform. to share. Mm-hmm. Yes, so you need some sort of platform. And it really can be anything. When I originally started, I had my own little newsletter that nobody ever heard of. Mm-hmm. And I would reach out to people and say, I'd love to interview you about 
your business, your restaurant, whatever your business is, uh, and I put it into my newsletter. Eventually, I graduated to a blog. Now I write for the Huffington Post and Entrepreneur Magazine, but that's more because they wanted the content. Once you start to build content, then you have people that are platforms that reach out and say, right. we want your articles. So what are some of the lessons you've learned, Stacey? You say over 300 CEOs, yes. celebrities, influencers. Yes. What are some of the nuggets that you can share? So some of the things I look for when I'm interviewing like a CEO or somebody that's had an amazing accomplishment is I always try to figure out, like for example, how they got from say nothing to three years later that they had 1,100 apartment buildings. Like what right. were the little steps that they took? Um, because not to drive you, but you always find that even when you're reading an article about something, they always tend to skip large skip chunks it. of time. Yes, <laughs> yes. Like, Wait a second, yes. what happened? Right. Yes. So it's good you're getting into that period. Yes. <laughs> so I try to figure out what are the little things that they do differently. And I'll say success in general, you'll see a lot of things that are prevalent amongst high achievers. Many of them read a lot, they go to the gym early, they wake up early. Um, high deep personalities, things like that. But the one thing I'll say, having interviewed now a handful of super billionaires, et cetera, right. is that the people that have achieved high levels of success generally don't buy into even their own beliefs. So often in general, we get tied to the things that we believe. And whether it's our ego or something, somebody says something that's contrary to a belief we have, we're just tied to it because that's our belief. It's like mm -hmm. something that we own. And many of the high producers um, or high achievers, they don't tend to get tied into their own beliefs. In other words, they're very open to a new idea so for example, like the big real estate moguls I've interviewed, how did you go from zero wealth to 1,100 apartments in a small amount of time? Well, simple, he didn't believe that his lack of financing or money or resources would prevent him from getting to 1,100 apartment buildings. You have to be very careful of not being tied to the things that you really believe in life. C-Suite Radio. You talk about how you've mastered the art of manifesting the impossible. Yes. <laughs> which, yes. Which seems very not an easy yes. thing to do. Yes. How, how do you describe that? So I am of the belief that I can be, do, and have anything in the world I want. I don't only believe it about myself. I believe it about anybody. Any right. of us can be, do, or have anything. So I have become, in my opinion, a master manifester in that I can take things so that's why I put out really big goals and dreams, and they may seem impossible to me, but I don't worry about it. I know that by putting it out there that it's more than just me working on it. There's something greater, the universe or whatever you call it, that is working towards that goal, even when I'm not necessarily working towards it. A um, couple of the ways in which I manifest is, especially on the big things that I want to achieve or accomplish, I do have a vision board. So basically just a board that I update regularly once a year, and it's pictures of my future life. Mm. The house on the ocean, the jets, the businesses I'll own. 
um, and also the people that I will be friends with. So I've had every year, for example, in addition to the regular CEO interviews I do throughout the Boston marketplace, I always put on there the cool people that I want to interview. I've done um, a couple of the sharks from Shark Tank. Cool. I mentioned Richard Branson. Um, Robin Roberts. So I'll put pictures of the people that I want to interview on my vision board. And I don't worry about how the universe is going to bring it about. But in almost every instance, I can say that if I put somebody on there or I put something on there, it's just a matter of time before I manifest it. So I'm curious to anyone out there who said, oh, you know, I have mentors who I'd like to reach out to, but I'm hitting a wall. How do you get that interview with Robin Roberts? How do you meet all these people? I mean, Anybody could write an email, but you go into the oblivion. You, do you, you need a personal yes. inside connection, I would imagine, right? Yes. So what I'll say is just keep expanding your network. Mm. So if you find somebody that doesn't respond to an interview request, just keep going out and expanding the network. So that's how I ended up meeting Richard Branson, who was on my vision board for a couple of years. You can't just reach out to Richard Branson and expect that he's going to reach back. But I said, you know what, I'm going to just keep expanding my network and the universe will figure out how it's going to happen. And last year, um, I got referred in. So at this point, I've done so many interviews, people know that's what I do and they'll refer cool people in. So I interviewed Shanna Dickerson, who runs this uh, unbelievable, super elite concierge vacation program out of the Caribbean and somebody had recommended I interview her for an article. I interviewed her, and it turns out she does business with, is good friends with Richard Branson, uh -huh. and we got into a whole conversation, and two months later I was on Necker Island interviewing Richard Branson. And then people watching saying, okay, well, how'd you get the interview with Robin Roberts? That's no easy feat. How did that come about? Yeah, same thing. So that was also somebody within her network. Uh -huh. And I'll say in both Robin Roberts and uh, Richard Branson, but those are two examples of people I had reached out to on my own and with no response. Right. So in both instances, I just kept interviewing people and eventually I got to somebody who was in their inner circle. And in both instances, I wasn't even trying. It wasn't like, who does right. Robin Roberts know or who does Richard Branson know? I accidentally fell into. Because the more people you interview, now you have access to entire networks of people that you don't even realize. Right. But I'll say the interviews are so important to building network that even when I travel, um, if I'm going to a new place, I reach out to complete strangers. I start Googling and say, who would be somebody cool that I want to know in Miami or New York City? Mm -hmm. um, so that no matter where I go, I'm expanding yeah. the network. It's also, like you said, it's not about you know, it's also about finding your stream of advocates, but then those advocates can help you get find Absolutely. other advocates. So it's not ultimately just helping you. It's yes. where the, you know, the, you branch out and the branch continues to, yes. to grow. So. And the cool piece of doing the interviews is over time, because of your network and doing all these interviews, you really find out what makes people tick. You find out what's important to them. And then almost always you'll be able to help them by referring them other people in your network. Right. So. And that's like where the power of the relationship just grows and expands. Yeah, exponentially. There's yes. no limits, really. Uh, all that said, Stacy, there's so much to get to. We, we haven't even gotten into the methodology for reaching, but that's why you have to read the book. Because yes. like we said, this isn't just professional reaching. This is personal reaching. Yes. Getting that house, that job, that personal uh, interest, anything you're, you know, you're reaching for. 
What are you reaching for now? So my current goal, I want to build the number one real estate brand in New England, helping 20,000 families a year buy and sell real estate. Wow. Um, a top real estate firm in New England. We help about 4,000 families a year. So okay. still focusing on that. Um, private jet would be nice. Right. So that's on the list. Absolutely, as of well. Of course. Okay, mm -hmm. so you never stop reaching. Correct. Uh, is the message. And real quickly, if someone is starting to reach for something, what's the very first step they need to take? I would say check out the book. Um, come up with a goal. Try to be as clear and concise as to what your goal is because a fuzzy goal will create fuzzy results. Uh -huh. And uh, visit my website, stacyalcorn.com, and there's some free reach resources on there. Yeah, no, it's a great read and it's a lot of fun and um, just unique ideas and you make it it's very user friendly and easy Thank to read. You. So congratulations. Thank you. And never stop reaching, yes. as they say. Uh, and if you'd like to reach, just check out our website. It's csweetbookclub.com, c-sweetbookclub.com. I'm Taryn Winterbrill. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time right here on Bestseller TV. Like what you just heard? Visit c-sweetradio.com. C-Suite Radio, turning the volume up on business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-sweetradio.com.